1: Very good evening, welcome to this week's Man in the Post. Uh, I am Liverpool fan Chris and joining me in this Scouse 3 some in my front, I have got Everton fan Mark. Hello. And high fiving in from my behind, I've got Everton fan Adam. Hello. Mm. There's an image for you guys.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, this week we should be talking about the transfer window, uh, how all the well how the most of the Premier League teams got on, any that got away. Um, some red card shenanigans in the Premier League this weekend and our all-time side Newcastle 11. Uh, so, first of all, probably the biggest story was a transfer that didn't happen. Um, this is David De Gea, who has had all summer, well, not he, but um, Real Madrid and Manchester United have had all summer trying to try and sort this out between themselves. Uh, and like all good students who have all this time to sort these things out, they wait till the last minute. Real Madrid are saying that they had a fee agreed of £29 million, including... K or Navas, uh, the goalkeeper coming the other way, and they're blaming specific requests by him and slowness by a Manchester United admin for the failure of the transfer. They sent paperwork to United at 20-2 uh, yesterday, and they didn't receive it back till quarter to 10 at night, uh, giving Navas just seven or eight minutes to sort out his personal terms with United.
0: If I was Man United, I'd point out that you gave it to us at the, that two o'clock. That sounds like you've given us hours, but actually you had months. Yes. So when you look at it, in that, like you said, in that sort of how long have I had to do this as opposed to how long have I given them? Mm. Hours is a very small, small measurement of time. My favourite part of it is that the sort of, the story's been going around all day in different versions, of this and that. And Real Madrid are adamant. Real Madrid came out all adamant that we we got the transfer in on time. We did everything. We're fine. We did it. It's not us. Man United then. Produced a bit of paper that said, well, we definitely did it on time. And then Real Madrid went, well, we're not going to appeal.
1: So what's happening now? Is it going to happen in January?
0: I don't know.
1: They've not, they've not come to an agreement on that? Or is he just going to see down his contract, is he?
0: He might see down his contract. Maybe this is part of Man United's clever ploy, Chris. Just Maybe they heard what I said.
1: Yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah. And they
0: thought, right, we can't out and out not sell him. What we'll do is we'll make it look like we tried our hardest to sell him. Yes and now unfortunate errors outside of their control have led to this.
1: Um, it's could be, yeah, you're right, it could be brilliant trolling by Ed Woodward, couldn't it? <laughs> he wouldn't give us Ramos, he's trying to take him off our hands all summer. We're not going to um, return our, your facts till um, as late as possible.
2: But... Imagine, uh, would Man United do something so deliberate as that? Bearing in mind the sum of money that's involved in losing a player who doesn't want to play for them is who knows how many minute how many games he's going to play this season now. Um, bearing in mind that he was desperate to leave and just to, just to say goodbye almost to that twenty nine million pound. Uh, yeah, Adam's right. You know, hours is nothing, but um, I'm sure that to have some minor changes to the to the transfer deal written into the contract. And then to let that fester for eight hours or whatever, it just seems weird.
0: I I thought about that as well. But and then in an unrelated note, I was listening. I listened to the Spanish football podcast yesterday. I think it was, and they were just talking about. Um, I think they were talking about some of Real Madrid's Dutch transfers, and they were talking about how they have just got rid of um, uh, Contral for and um, taking a huge hit on him because they paid like thirty million pounds. And put pointed out for. For a club like Real Madrid, that's nothing. And that's the same as Manchester United,
2: isn't
1: it? Mm. £29 million to drop in the ocean, Tim, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: That seems, seems bizarre. I think it's, this was just a game of brinksmanship, wasn't it, by Real Madrid that um, that went wrong?
0: Well, even later the stories were that essentially they still had the chance that they could have pressed... I don't know how this works. So they were literally talking on Sky Sports News like you had to press some sort of button and it was just done. I imagine it a bit like I think it's a bit like on FM where you just have to confirm the transfer. Mm. But um, they were saying that they got to a point where they were actually a little bit nervous that they could confirm the transfer. But because of the, the Spanish window closing before the British window, that they would end up where the Kayla Navas deal would go through, but they wouldn't be allowed to sign De Gea, and they'd end up with no goalkeeper.
1: Well, they, they, well Valdez has fallen through, hasn't it? Because they sold Lindegård as well, haven't they? Evans, Hernandez, uh, Lindegård and Yanazai all left yesterday, didn't they?
0: Well, I went to a barbecue yesterday and um, my phone was running out of battery, so I, put it, I turned it off. And after, the, after that, I turned it back on again and it was like Manchester United were blowing up the machine. They'd sold four players in that time. Mm. According to my phone, De Gea, Yanazai, Hernandez and like, Evans had all gone. It
1: seems extraordinary, the fact that I mean, they've got this Anthony Martial guy to replace Hernandez and Yanisai, but Rooney is very much on his own up front, isn't he? Mm.
2: He is, yeah. I kind of get the feeling as well that there seem to be a lot of people desperate to get away from Manchester United at the minute. There are rumblings, aren't there, within? Um, It'll uh, be David Moyes' fault, no doubt. Well,
1: um, Di Maria was talking about the fact he just didn't Van Gaal didn't have a philosophy um, or. Oh, no sort of transient philosophy and there are other rumblings as well aren't they that uh, this could be sort of the second season syndrome that Van Gaal has had in so many other teams before him
2: yeah but his first which, season wasn't a huge success
0: which is great because that's when he goes full Van Gaal and goes mental
1: yeah this is when he's going to punch Bobby Charlton or something <laughs>
0: just, normally normally involves getting his bollocks out
1: yeah I mean speaking of this and God, I mean not that we're wanting Nick from other people's podcasts, but the Football Weekly this morning was talking about Van Gaal and the way he was with um, uh, with Robert Enker. And he has a track record of just not dealing very well with goalkeepers.
0: It's because they're all odd.
1: Goalkeepers, were a, you, we're a tough breed.
0: You've got to be odd to be, odd and be a goalkeeper,
1: haven't you? Well, I figured out at a very young age that it was far more odd to stand on the pitch and run around a lot, whereas if you wait and goal, the ball comes to you. <laughs> Plus you're always a guaranteed pick as well, because nobody ever wants to go in goal.
0: That's an interesting theory. It lasted me quite well. I still think that says more about you than it does about being a goalkeeper.
1: Oh, definitely. You can tell I ended up working in a local government. (laughs) Um, Well, United did manage to sign somebody. They signed Anthony Martial, um, or Marshall, uh, a striker for £36 million, which can go up to £58 million. It's a world record uh, transfer for a teenager. Um, Leon gets seven point two five million as uh, a sell-on clause from when they sold him to Monaco. Um, eight goals in thirty-one matches he scored last season. Now, is he the new Thierry Henry, or is this transfer some kind of love child of Andy Carroll and David Bellion?
2: <laughs> it seems I can't, I've never even... it does seem quite extravagant, and it, it certainly puts the my favourite Lukaku. Deal into perspective a little bit, considering he did <laughs> to be worth 28 million. And this kid scored a few goals in the French League, which I think a lot of us could still do, even past our best. And he's suddenly worth um, 36 million, rising to 50 odd million. I've only ever seen him on Championship Manager. I've got no idea what he's like.
0: He's not capped for France.
2: Mm, well, well, there you go. That they're, they're hardly a vintage France team, are they, at the minute?
1: Well, I watched. PSG Monaco at the weekend, and I can't remember his name being mentioned once. In fact, El Sharaway was playing up front.
0: But what is interesting is Manchester United do seem to be making a lot of noises now to make it clear that he's been a, a long-term target for them.
1: I can't see how. I mean, it's not like he's been pulling up trees, is he?
0: Well, what they're saying is they've been scouting him for a while, and they know he's very promising. Um, uh, uh, one of the reporters on Sky Sport News was saying that... that the, that um, Monaco are so confident in his ability that one of those bonus clauses it relates to him winning the Ballon d'Or. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Can anybody see that? Well, no, who well, knows? I mean,
2: For the next few years, while well, Messi and Ronaldo are still alive and kicking, but that's that's you know a different story.
1: Thirty-six million pounds isn't obviously an awful lot of money, or rising fifty-eight million pounds is an awful lot of money. Is he that much better than Hernandez? And the other person I was thinking of today, and um, I don't think he has moved, is Charlie Austin.
2: No, he hasn't moved at all. And, and Hernandez went for seven point three million or something like that. Which, when you think about, think about it, is crazy that a player who can score goals like he can just went for. I mean, seven million pounds is nothing at the minute. And the, he's he's left the Premier League, which again I found astounding. Mm. But uh, he didn't end up at Tottenham, or you know, Tottenham are chasing Berahino like mugs um, after a lad who who really you know has got such an inflated opinion of himself for having done you know not that much really. Um, whereas Hernandez will guarantee them more goals probably than Berahino would mm-hmm. for a fifth of the cost. Yeah, uh, and Charlie Austin
1: as well. I mean, he was. The- quoted for him for about £15 million and he scored in the Premier League last year several times didn't he cool. um, it seems a hell of a gamble or panic why does there's, um, there's Martial I mean we might all be proved wrong and you know they all, they know far more than we do obviously but it just seems a little bit strange their, their transfer window started so well didn't it United they got Schweinsteiger and Schneidlin and um, uh D- D- Darmian and you know and whoever else, and it's ended like a disaster. Especially with some <laughs> of their fans on Twitter today.
0: Well, what, w- what I would say is that it's one of the things that I struggle with a lot is that in this last couple of years, just being able to sort of recalibrate what your opinion of a player based on their fee because it's not the same anymore. No. So if you think that this guy's gone for the, the, this thirty-six million pounds, but where does that stand? in modern football nowadays compared to the £12.5 million they paid for Ronaldo as a 19-year-old.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think that's the sort of prices that Crespo used to go for as well, wasn't it?
0: Well, if you think uh, the best example is that was the same window in which they sold David Beckham for £23 million.
2: Yeah. I'm just not convinced Man United do have a proper transfer policy in mind. You know, if this kid had been trailed for a long time and they they, they knew what he was all about, would they be really signing him... You know, with an hour to go or whatever on in on the transfer deadline day for a seemingly extortionate fee, and I then suppose... they buy, and then they go and, and they, then they go and buy um, Schweinsteiger. You know, it, it seems a bit of mixed messages there. I, I don't think there's a definite plan there. It's certain that's not how Ferguson would have operated. He would have known his first who his two or three targets were per year, and they'd have been in and spent a whole pre-season with them.
0: That's oh, not always. He signed Berbatov on deadline day. He did,
1: didn't he? Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> Spurs said he hadn't even put in a transfer request. Remember.
0: I, re- I remember the the um the footage on Sky Sports News where they filmed him walking through the, the you could see him through the windows of the stadium.
1: That's right. <laughs> um, well, how did the teams get on? Arsenal. Uh, Peter Check, was there any signing? Are there any. Top flight club in the top five European leagues not to sign an outfield player, and they managed to sign less players than Barcelona who are currently undergoing a transfer embargo. (laughs) So, their fans aren't happy. One fan I saw on Twitter said that he spends £2,000 a year watching Arsenal. Now, this is a guy who, according to his bio, has got a son called Theo Thierry. (laughs) And he wasn't happy.
0: uh, At least one of those people should be put into care. I'm not even sure which one, (laughs) one, but... (laughs) Um
1: yeah, they've only bought Peter Czech, they've still got a great big defensive midfield hole by the looks of it, and maybe a striking one too. They could have um, gone in for Hernandez. Yeah. But but
0: They can't keep buying old Man United strikers. If they keep buying old Man United players, that's what Everton do.
2: Oh there's already a market for that somewhere, isn't there? That's our thing. Yeah, there's only so many to go round.
0: <laughs> well you didn't get Johnny Evans, did you? No. No.
1: Uh, Liverpool sold Fabio Barili, Barini, uh, in possibly the most reluctant transfer ever. Um, he was on loan with them two years ago. Decided not to join them in the last two transfer windows, and went on the very last afternoon of this one. Uh, Liza Markovic has gone out on loan. Man City bought De Bruyne in the last few days, haven't they? fifty-five million and two hundred thousand pounds a week. Uh, we'll finally get you your man. Um, he looks about twelve years old, doesn't he? <laughs>
2: He doesn't. I, I I call him the nearly man of every attack I've ever seen him been in. Like, it always seems to break down with him. Well, he had the most assists last year in the Bundesliga, didn't he?
0: Did he? Yeah. Oh, I thought... I you know. can't keep telling me this. You told me this about every player. Who? Firmino had the most assists in the Bundesliga. Everyone's had the most assists in the <laughs> Bundesliga, Chris. Uh, I thought he did. Well, maybe... Who knows? You'll probably add... You have to add assists and goals together. It seems like assists in the Bundesliga are like goals in Holland.
2: don't Chelsea profit out of his move though sorry don't Chelsea profit out of his move somehow like a sell on clause oh do they these sell on
1: clauses are good aren't they you have to do no work whatsoever and you get a load of money (laughs) (laughs) Um, how's he going to fit in their midfield are you going to have a midfield there are you going to have Aguero with um, Silver and De Bruyne and Sterling
0: behind the three yep That's exactly what I see. Yeah. Um, we'll you, don't, per- you don't pay £56 million pounds to keep Hazelis um, Navas on the pitch, do you?
1: No, well, you might spend £30 million pounds on Bonnie to keep Aguero on the pitch, though. <laughs> um, so that's quite a neat fit, is it, for City?
2: Yeah, uh, and he's the type of player who may one day step into the shoes of Toure. That's maybe what they how they're seeing it. But this is a player that Jose didn't want, was it, less than two years ago? And he didn't get much of a chance, from what I remember.
0: No. Yeah, I don't remember seeing an awful lot of him, but there's a lot of players... The, the list of players that Jose doesn't get on with is quite long.
1: I think he's getting longer as well.
0: <laughs> Starting to involve Chelsea players
1: again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Chelsea themselves, they spent £4 million on Michael Hector from Reading and... I'm going to have to need help with this pronunciation. £4 million on Pape. Gillibodgie? Is that right? Sounds about right. That sounds right. If I say it fast, then you're all right. I see Jonathan Pearce try and accent that one.
2: <laughs>
1: um, you two, get your John Stones. You happy with that?
2: Um, I think I think for £40 million pounds, I would have sold him. Would you? Yeah. I, you uh-huh. know, I, don't, I don't think he's worth that. And That's a, that's a hell of a lot of um, premium that's being paid for him being English and for potential that you know, has yet to be fulfilled and may never be fulfilled.
1: Well, you bought somebody from Uruguayan River Plate today, haven't you?
2: Um, That was yesterday, yeah. Uh, Leandro Rodriguez, I think. Who Tim Vickery
1: doesn't rate all that much, apparently.
2: I don't know about him. I know he didn't rate um, Ramiro Funes Mori, who's the centre-half that Everton bought. Oh, that's him. Yeah, Yeah, I did see that Vickery was a bit perplexed about that transfer, yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't all go well.
1: No, no, not at all. So, I mean... Do so you feel you're strengthened in this window? Do
2: you? I think by not losing anybody of significance, really, that has not weakened the team. But we've only really brought back players who we know all about, as in Delafoe, and today we've brought in Lennon. So I, I, kind of think we're no further forward and no further backward. Hmm. I think if we if we'd got Yarmolenko and maybe somebody, um, I, I can't even think who to. to Play as a uh, like a number ten or a creative midfielder. I think then we may have said, okay, yeah, we're going to be better than last year. But I, I don't, I don't see a big, a big difference to be honest.
0: But we, we needed another centre half anyway, didn't we? With Distan going
2: definitely, yeah. And Jagielka, Jagielka still doing well at 33, but his legs could go at any time. You know that happens with players at that age. But now Distan had left and Alcatraz had left. who were no great miss. Um, we definitely needed another centre back. If Gabay went to Crystal
1: Palace for ten million, do you think he would have come to you for the same amount?
2: Um, I think he's only gone to Crystal Palace because of Alan Pardew. And it's in London. And it's in London. Yeah, I suppose that that's that, that got a contributing factor as well. Mm. No, I don't. I don't think he would have come to Everton. I don't. No, so you don't feel that like you missed out on somebody of
1: that sort of ilk that's gone to a similar, or, or not even a similar club, a lower down
2: club, really. I would, I would have taken Cabaye without doubt. Um, but where would you play
0: him, though? I, I would
2: play, play him, him instead of Gareth Barry. I'd play anybody instead of Gareth Barry, to be honest with you.
0: Someone's got to get the booking in. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think I, I don't think we need two players like that in our team. You know, we we've got Barkley, who again is another one of these players who has got bags of potential, but has yet to really fulfil everything that he promises. Um, you've got McCarthy to do the donkey work, so to speak, and you need somebody then who's got a calm head, and I think that's what he brought Cleverly in for, although Cleverley's quite um, versatile and can play in different positions in the midfield. He's injured, but, isn't he? Did he get injured at the weekend? He did. I, I, I haven't really caught up with how badly injured he got, but it looked quite no, bad. I no,
0: haven't, I haven't seen any reports of that, but he did look in a lot of pain, didn't he?
2: Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think Goodbye, somebody like Gabay would have been perfect for Everton. Somebody to pull the strings. Mm. but. Yeah, I, I I our start in eleven is not gonna be a whole lot different to what it was when Martinez first came two years ago. So therefore you don't really think that we've made any further further steps forward.
1: Okay. Uh well the rest of the Premier League then. Uh West Ham have got Nikichi Yelovich with three million, Alex Song, um uh not Remy Moses, what's his name? Victor, Victor Moses. Moses. Victor Moses. Uh, he continues his Premier League tour as he goes on loan to West Ham, and this is quite. He also s- he also signed a new contract today at Chelsea.
2: Yeah,
0: did he? Yeah.
2: Just so they can do the same thing year on year and make a big,
0: prof- <laughs> big profit out of him. So they, yeah, so they've got someone to sell. It's because he's got two years left, and they didn't want him effect- effectively coming back to them with only a year left because they are- clearly want to sell him next year. So he must have got. a Chucked a little pay rise.
2: What's oh. interesting about him is, is, is he, Chelsea signed him from Wigan for, it? for £9 million. Mm. And I was just catching up there just, just after 8 o'clock about the um, the, the loan fee for Elori, who, who's gone from Liverpool to uh, Aston Villa. And he's a guy that, as far as I know, he's not really played for Liverpool, not done anything. He's a, he's a nobody, really. And they're paying a, a million pounds for one year's loan of this kid who... Infrequently gets on the Liverpool bench. Hmm. So, what is Victor Moses' loan fee per year? And in the three loan spells, whatever he's been on, he must have already paid back what Chelsea forked out for him and more. For somebody with a reputation, you know. So, I think that's Chelsea's policy at the minute. They've got something like thirty odd players out on loan. They're buying them up and then loaning them on and making money on them, and then they'll just let them rot lower lower down clubs than themselves sell them on and make more profit they're not you know they're, they're doing very good business at the minute chelsea they're not th- these russians are they
0: i think i saw something on twitter i'm not sure because i it was one of those players who apparently plays for chelsea who i literally have never heard of mm-hmm. if it even is a player but it said that this guy had played for he'd had 11 transfers of so 11 loan moves
1: okay. and hasn't
0: yet played a game for chelsea
1: it's not christiansen or somebody like that is it I can't remember. Well, Scott Sinclair, he had about ten loans, didn't he, while he was at Chelsea?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: he had quite a few. Um, West Ham also bought Mikel Antonio from Nottingham Forest for seven million. This is quite a good one. He scored four and five so far for Forest this season. Um, that's quite a canny little transfer, I think.
2: Is it? Is it? Is it not like buying Ricardo Vaz or Luis Boamorte, though a player who isn't really up to the Premier League standard? Uh,
1: no, I think Luis Boamorte, I think was. He'd had his best years at Arsenal, hadn't he? Or quote-unquote best years. Fulham. Fulham, sorry. He was at Arsenal as well, wasn't
2: he? He was at Arsenal first, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, yeah he had his best years there before he went to there. Ah, uh, OK. And I, then... I'll, let, I'll let you off. <laughs> and then Vazte, I think, he was just some kind of um, newspaper fetcher for um, Allardyce, wasn't he? At Bolton and then at, uh, at West but, Ham.
2: I, I mean, I saw people on Twitter saying West Ham have done good business and what have you. But I don't think they have. I just think they've brought in quantity over quality. Is, I know they're desperate for a forward, but, you know, Jelovic basically mm-hmm. lives offside. They were, <laughs> Adebayor, they were sticking around Adebayor, which smacks of desperation. Um, Antonio, you know, I don't know exactly how good he is. Yeah, he scored a few goals and what have you, but he's coming up a division. Uh, Victor Moses is the perennial low-knee who, again, is kind of... I think his best days may already be behind him.
0: Well, seems hands... to have, he seems to have been worse since he went on loan. If you think the Victor Moses that played at Wigan looked exciting and talented? Mm, yeah, but what did the Victor Moses who went to Liverpool do? Any, anything? Not an awful
2: lot. He Gave everybody a laugh. Well, not for your Liverpool fan. Well, that's true. And he, wasn't, he <laughs> didn't do much more at Stoke, did he? He wasn't. The, he wasn't the regular starter at Stoke. No. no. So I've, I don't necessarily. And they got Alex Song on loan and. You know, a lot of people have um, were praising him a lot last year. I didn't. I thought he only played well in a relatively small period of last season. There was times towards the back end of the season that he looked slow and a bit of a liability in that West Ham midfield. Well, West
1: Ham's goal this season is finished seventeenth, isn't it? Just don't get relegated when we go into that new stadium. Mm.
0: That that Alex song from last season, though, could be a little bit. So I know it's a little bit chicken and egg situation, but West Ham fell off a cliff, didn't they?
1: Mm. They did, didn't they?
0: In terms they, of yeah. their overall performance, and sure, you could say, "Well, Alex Song playing terribly is contributing to that." So, w- w- which one of those things came first, and which is responsible?
2: Mm. Yeah, if 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 it was something of a group thing, then he definitely caught that disease quite badly. I thought. Mm. Um,
1: Bournemouth got Glen Murray in for four million pounds. Southampton got Virgil Van Dyke um, or Deke, whatever. Uh, Sunderland got. Andre Diadlin from Spurs, Berini for 10 million from Sunderland, as we said, and Giacarini's gone out on loan. Uh, that's one for Ross. I think he's on to Bologna or somewhere like that. Uh, but the other big one is probably Sada Berrihino, uh, the will he or won't he go to Spurs? Um, bear in mind through all this, he's got the same agent as Raheem Sterling, uh, AD Ward. Um, he said officially tonight on Twitter that he will never pay for Jeremy Peace again. Four bids turned down from Spurs, two actually on deadline, Dane, but is Jeremy Peace just out? Leaving Daniel Levy,
0: but well, he just has a um a reputation for for not taking any shit on deadline day. Look at Peter he sat in QPR's car park sulking because he couldn't play for them. Yes, <laughs> because he wouldn't he wouldn't stand for it. So, well, it's good, isn't it, to so see a chairman stick up for his club? Well, I think it's a uh, this. This transfer window has been a bit of a refreshing change in that regard. I, after having just talked, spoke about John Stones and hmm. the same with Barahino. You know.
2: Do we know what the bids were that have been turned down by West Brom from Tottenham? Uh, no, I don't think they said on the BBC website. I because...
0: think I, I, I think I saw somewhere saying that they eventually Tottenham met the the twenty five million pounds that they wanted, but in classic Daniel Levy territory, it was sort of like five
1: million up front and then mm. he said that Jeremy peace accused spurs of uh, wanting to get Berhino on the cheap
0: i, I would want would. him on the cheap because i don't think he's very good
2: yeah spurs lots of goals though he's not as good as the lad thinks in his own head as well and and i think he's he's certainly got some sort of attitude about him that he showed on several occasions in the last two or three seasons um which makes you think why would west brom not cash in but at the same time, if Tottenham have been taking the mick and what they've offered, then you're right. Jeremy Peace is standing up for his own club. And he, I think, as far as I can tell anyway, he runs West Brom pretty well.
1: Well, Spurs are now left with just Kane up front, really, haven't they? And um, West Brom, what well, do they need, know if Rondon keeps playing the way he does?
0: That's what I thought was a bit strange about the situation. Is I kind of thought that... West Brom were just in that in a position ready to sell him. They almost wanted to sell Berahino because they they cleverly already bought the player they wanted to replace him with. They weren't going to get in that situation where the the club they then try and buy a replacement from knows they've got loads of money burning a hole in their pocket, and they had got Rondon at, at what they consider to be a good price. But now they've kept hold of him, and if I was Spurs, would you think that? Perahido's behaviour this this evening would be a huge red flag for me to think of do I really want this guy in my locker room?
1: Yeah, exactly. And they sold Brown and Doy as well today, haven't they, West Bromwich?
2: Yeah. Although, have they still got an Icheby? I think they must do. Oh, well, they'll be fine then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a cackle. That was a knowing cackle. Yeah. Uh, right, elsewhere around Europe then. Van Wolfswick has gone alone from Norwich to Rail Betis Um Felipe Melo's gone from Galatasaray to Inter. Hananez has gone from Inter to Juventus. Uh, Wolfsburg have done all right. They've got Dante from Bayern Munich and Julian Draxler from Schalke. So they've lost themselves a De Bruyne, but gained themselves those two, which isn't a bad replacement.
2: Draxler's been kind of the the talking horse of the European football market for the last year or two, hasn't he?
1: Well, he nearly went to Arsenal, didn't he? But Arsenal did the classic... um, Wenger did the classic sort of... We don't want to pay another £2 million for him, didn't we? Yeah. What, you want money? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take this Bentley we've got instead? Mm. Mm. Uh, some that got... Oh, sorry, do you want to say, it, Adam?
0: I was just going to say that Juve were also supposedly in for him as well. He yes, just... they were, weren't they? It seems to have chosen to stay in Germany.
1: I'm glad that Pogba has stayed at Juve, because they've had an awful start. And I think they've lost their first two games, haven't they, Juve? And they've... their that has gone this season they've lost Pirlo um anyone else did they lose they lost somebody else Vidal. Tevez. Vidal Tevez they've lost Vidal um and have they lost Llorente as well yeah he did yeah.
2: his contract up
1: that's right so yeah I mean they've lost a lot of players from that Champions League team haven't they especially in the midfield so I'm glad they kept Pogba
0: but they also didn't didn't they buy um well maybe I'm thinking of it no you might have gone somewhere else now ignore me
1: no.
0: I'm starting to think back. I went to Milan instead.
1: Yeah, he did, Carlos Backer, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got Balotelli there. They have to keep him company.
0: It's always good to have friends. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, near misses, then, for the transfer window. Berbatov nearly happened to Villa. Jednak to Stoke. Uh, Jonathan Walters to Norwich. Josie Enrique to West Brom, Dwight Gayle to Norwich. Pato to Spurs, apparently. Alexander Pato. And Adebayor, anywhere, but he wanted a £5 million payoff first.
0: Well, apparently he was talking to the... I'm starting to think that the Sky Sports news people just make shit right up. no way. it was cla- the guy claiming he'd had a- this really in-depth phone conversation with Adebayor, and every he couldn't help but mention it every time that Adebayor was sat at home watching watching Sky Sports News, apparently, which is one of the saddest things ever, I think. Hmm. <laughs> it's lonely. And then, I, and then I'm also convinced, this is even more pathetic, that Jim White faked getting a text message from um, Maslow Cellino. Ch- oh, that
2: was so cringy.
1: <laughs> what happened there then, for those of us without Sky?
0: No, well, he just said... He,
2: yeah, because that's sorry, you, Adam, you explain.
0: He, did, he just said that, um, oh, there must be some role, because I, um, I must be acting distressed because I've just got a text message from the chairman of Leeds, Maslow Cholino, saying, can I help you, Jim? Oh, really? Yeah, almost certainly didn't happen. Yeah, and
2: he started passing his phone round, whoever it was, like Charlie Nicholas or Matt Letizia or whoever was there at the time. It was, oh, yeah, the chairman of Leeds. He's just just checking in with me, you know, he's a mate. (laughs) God, that's
1: awful, isn't it?
0: Tim (laughs) Lovejoy-esque.
1: Tim Lovejoy, who said that the highlight of the World Cup in 2014 was having a photo taken with Harry Styles.
2: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back from the from Tim Lovejoy um, conversation in case I put my foot through my laptop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I, yeah, the Sky, Sky Sports news were a little bit hard to to, to um, choke down this this afternoon. I was listening to I had them on my phone. I, I was listening more than watching because I was actually at work. But um, listening to Ian Holloway talk was just painful. And then they kept comparing players based on their football manager stats.
2: They've been doing that the whole transfer window. Really? Have they
0: really? Oh, that, my God. No, that
2: that N, NG, I think his name is, some of the NG who signed for Tottenham from Leon, um, or they were just about to sign him. And basically, they just came straight in with the football manager stats as if to say, yeah, we know fuck all about <laughs> but, but his movement is 15.
0: I yeah, you know, thought what that was, was an idea. They, well, they did it with um, this uh, this guy Man United signed, and they compared him to um, Hernandez. And they, they um, the the defender that Chelsea signed, they compared to John Stones.
1: Using Football Manager,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't actually. They don't. They cover it up. They don't say it's Football Manager. They say it's their database with uh, with yeah, all these right. points of data of that is used by real Premier League clubs. Some points, but it is. Um, the whole, I think it's called the Transfer Zone, and it's sponsored by Football Manager, so you do the maths. <laughs> the,
2: the clock in the bottom left-hand corner of the, the screen was sponsored by Football Manager, so that was also another giveaway. No
1: <laughs> uh, possibly a shout-out to uh, the Football Pink Zone, Alex Stewart as well, who's on the BBC website, wasn't he? He was doing some kind of um, Football Manager-esque uh, yeah. transfer window. He, thing, was,
2: he? he did it, I think he's done it a couple of times over the last couple of years. That's right. Um, I know Alex and I think maybe he's just a bit of a masochist and likes getting the grief off people telling me that I not got a clue what he's talking about and stick your football manager up your arse. I remember in January he was getting dog's abuse. Yeah, he got dog's abuse today as well. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he gets the
1: impression he kind of enjoys it. Um, so, you're a Premier League football fan, who are you happiest and who are you saddest?
2: Who's happiest? Yeah. Hmm. Just off today, or for the whole transfer window? Uh,
1: the whole window. I'd say. I'd personally. I think if you're a Leicester City fan, you'd be pretty happy, wouldn't you?
2: Probably. Probably. Um, I'm not sure because I don't can't think of any team that I think. Wow, they're you know they've taken a big step forward on a, on a. Say so having four or five players. You mentioned Kabai before. I think he's good. he's going to be an excellent signing for Crystal Palace that might push them two or three places up the table.
0: Hmm. I think it's Man City, but they've spent a hundred million pound on two players. So hmm.
1: feels a bit obvious. Their net spend is ninety million. Apparently, they got forty six point nine back in again, which is almost a whole sterling.
0: What was that that's from from Jovatec, not Negredo. Um, Jaco
1: wasn't well, a great got a FIFA wouldn't they because he
0: was on yeah, the that last that that was, season that was a, uh, but I thought that was part of anyway
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh part, part of that. the Otamendi thing
0: yeah
2: I suppose so yeah I think there's probably a lot more teams aren't happy than are happy I don't think Chelsea will be particularly happy I don't think Liverpool fans are going to be particularly happy no. um, Arsenal obviously because they basically bought nobody in except Czech I think they're there's probably a lot of them all calling the Samaritans this evening. I think I think
0: there's some Arsenal fans who are just happy that they've actually done something they needed to do for a change.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily think, think that they've had a bad transfer window personally. I think, I think, I think even the that they needed
0: I think even those Arsenal fans by the end of this transfer window were still thinking, come on, we just it must be infuriating being an Arsenal fan because if you think to two years ago, if they'd signed a striker in January, they probably would have won the league. Mm. And they just—you just think every season, you have the same thing. Just we just need this and that, and it's nearly always been a defensive midfield player and a, stri- and, a well, and a goalkeeper, is not it? And now it's a, and a striker.
2: Maybe Wenger's only got eyes for Karim Benzema, and that's it. He can't see past him. <laughs> <laughs> He likes a bit of a rough rough. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: well, lower down the leagues, you've got... Uh, Matthias Vidra has gone on loan to Reading from Watford. Uh, Derby, you've got Jacob Butterfield and Bradley Johnson. Charlie Austin, as you said, has stayed. Uh, Nathan Baker has gone on loan to Bristol City. Uh, and Barry Bannon has gone to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, I don't know what all that means. Some te- people have got some good um, players. The Derby one's quite interesting because Paul Clement. That whole thing is quite interesting. They've drawn all their matches apart from the weekend where they lost. And they spent something like twenty-two million for him. Mm. But
0: he... he's he's lost his he's lost his best player in Will Hughes, though hasn't
1: he? He has. He's out for the season, has not he? But it's interesting. I didn't realise
0: it was that long. I, I thought it was just.
1: Oh, is it not? Oh, so I thought it, it was... might
0: be. I don't. You're not talking to someone who's well versed in the championship here. No, you're lucky. I know who Will Hughes was. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just interesting to see how Paul Clement's going to get on now he's away from uh, Ancelotti, isn't it?
0: You just think that when you look at the Championship and those players you said are staying, that certainly players like, Char- come January, someone's going to be- have to be paying for Charlie Austin, aren't they?
1: I can imagine Charlie Austin going in January, to be honest.
0: Because I think also, by, by the time it's January, Charlie Austin's probably looking- going to be looking around thinking, look, if I can get some, if I can play the second half of the season in the in a Premier League team I could be going to the European Championships
1: yeah maybe that's what they said to him you don't know I mean he's quite a grounded guy anyway I mean, he used to be a um, he's one of these players that had a proper job before he was a footballer so you know and he's been doing okay for QPR so far this season he scored at the weekend and he scored a few already so I don't think he's doing a Pierre van Hooydonk sorry
0: is this the the grounded guy who isn't playing Premier League football because he demanded for 80 grand a week I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that report. It, it's a, it's a, that's a different type of grounded, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's just a higher ground. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, we'll move on that, away from that one quickly. Uh, quickly on the Premier League this weekend. Um, Chelsea United, Liverpool lost. Uh, Arsenal, Man City won. But, unless I've lost count or missed somebody off, there were six red cards. That was quite fun, wasn't it?
0: Which I think makes it statistically likely that one of us three is about to get red carded any time now.
1: Do you think Ross is there yeah. with his um, notebook? <laughs>
0: uh, Steve Whitaker for Norwich—he got booked for—he
1: was stood in front of the ball, wasn't he, for a throw-in, and then he pulled somebody down a bit later on, didn't he?
0: Well, he tried to have sort of a, a stupid little wrestle with the, the to stop them from taking a quick throw-in. Yeah,
1: but that's it. Mitrovic for his little raker down um, the Arsenal player's leg, which Steve McLaren didn't even think was a booking.
0: There's some funny air up north, I think. Uh, there is very it, much so. Uh, up there in Newcastle. You get up as high as Newcastle when it gets funny. Yeah. The thing was, though...
2: Um, Newcastle S- resident S- Mark, this is. Uh, Sissoko, <laughs> Sissoko, I'm, even, I'm even further north than Newcastle, so you <laughs> need an oxygen tank when you get up here. Uh, the um, Sissoko stamped on somebody's foot about five or ten minutes before yeah, the did. pitch one. Yeah, he did. And that was equally as bad, but he only got a yellow card. You know, there was there was malice in it, and it was equally as poorly timed. Um, and just because it didn't go down the front of the shin doesn't mean it was any less dangerous. No, um, a tackle. And there's no consistency whatsoever in what the referees do. Either they were both reds or they were both yellows. Not one and not one and the other. They both should have red. I'd
0: like I'd like to see McLaren come out making that claim. Well, you didn't send him off when you shut it down.
1: Uh Charlie Adam for a, a little naughty stamp and Ibrahim Affali for being a 5 year old um for the Stoke game. And then probably the two I didn't think were red cards were Martin Noble and Philip Coutinho. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Liverpool fan. I just thought that the guy pirouetted and
2: yeah.
1: Uh, Coutinho didn't expect him to do that.
2: I agree with you. I think he was I think he was unlucky Coutinho. Um and do
0: you, or do you, you think that just awful, terrible decision? Do you think that was an
2: equaliser? The,
0: the nobles. nobles, yeah, he'd already blown up for a free kick there, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, it, do you think the referee's gone? Oh, I've, 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 I've balls up with this Coutinho decision.
1: Well, it made no difference. They, Dejan Lovren saw to that <laughs> <laughs> after his little one-man demolition derby. I'm just interested to in what you think of going back to the Afelo yeah. one.
2: Do you really think that he should have been sent off for that?
1: Yes he raised his hand to somebody else's face and whether it was a girl he raised his hand to so, the face or not so, he did so it so by that logic then craig gardner should have gone off as well right um well i suppose under the letter of the law which is what referees have to go by then i suppose he should shouldn't
2: he but take it take it in an isolated way do you think gardner should have been sent off for what he did <laughs>
1: Uh, could that yeah, not see, been... you,
2: look, you could you can make a case of both of them getting sent off? Yeah, I mean, it... but could that not have been a situation where the referees just said, "Well, you two just pack it in." Gardner, stop being a fanny, because basically, Gardner's really pathetic reaction is what got Athalai sent off. Yeah. Not Athalai sticking a couple of fingers on Gardner's cheek, and Gardner did something very similar to Athalai in the beginning. You know, the referees made a rod for his own back there by yes, applying the letter of the law, but come on neither he didn't punch him in the face he hasn't they haven't mauled each other just take him to one side give them a yellow card even and then maybe what's happened after that with the charlie adam thing may never have happened either you know who knows but i just think the referees just made it worse in in that case After I, I was because already upset was he? the rule is the ass right the law is the ass but that's what the
1: referee has to adhere to
2: uh no they still are allowed to show you know some judgment calls
1: yeah. Now, Adam, this is one of your... If you're going to give one of those a game, you're going to get ten sendings off.
0: Well, I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't... I didn't see this on much of the day, so I can't really comment too much on it, but there's no law that says that if you raise a hand to someone's face that you have to be sent off. Is there not? No. It's the sort, commentators comes, always tell me visit, Yeah, but well, the commentators talk a lot of bullshit, <laughs> don't they? Come on. <laughs> like I said, I've watched Sky Sports News today. They're not even the commentators, of that <laughs> shite. But that's where... That's where it, it, it falls under what Mark was saying about them being able to use their own judgment, because if that that red card would fall under the um, under the banner of violent conduct.
1: Uh, well, it wasn't particularly violent, was it? it, was, it well, there it, you go. He was already upset, wasn't he? Remember, Gareth McCauley shoved him over the advertising hoardings.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and okay, you may have then gone on to like hoof somebody in the up the arse some time later on the pitch, but if the referee had just. Took a step back, pulled them to one side, and said, "Listen, lads, pack it in, yellow card, especially you, because you've already got yourself wound up about something else." And then we'll say no more about it, you know. Mm. But Gardner didn't help the situation, and that's you know, it's just indicative of what footballers are like, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, and with your point about with my whole you do that and then you get ten red cards a game or whatever mm. that that only. That, that situation, that doesn't actually, it wouldn't actually happen, but that only works if you have that consistency across referees and it's not just one referee on one day who's decided that today I'm not going to tolerate anyone touching the face.
1: Mm. Okay, so you think it's not just so much the rules, it's the people implementing them?
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. It's no good if you, I, I know that, I, that um, Premier League clubs probably nowadays will... As part of their preparation, I'd be surprised if they didn't look into how each referee referees the game and what they feel that are the things that they can get away with and what things definitely not to do. But if you had if you have one who is going to give penalties for contact in the box like that, particularly at corners and and throw-ins, for example, then that's it's still not going to change the game for the better if only one referee is doing it.
1: Mm. Okay. Uh, right, well, we'll move from that then on to uh, our new feature, which is a Premier League All-Stars five-a-side team, uh, kind of. Um, last week we went through the Everton teams of the Premier League year and we came up with a definitive five-a-side team. This week we're doing the same but with Newcastle. Um, now, my five-a-side team was Shay Given in goal, Philippe Albert, followed by Christina Sprier, David Ginlar and Keith Gillespie, I went for. Um, mainly because I listened to Keith Gillespie on a podcast this week and I kind of remember him probably being a better player than I remembered at the time. Um, Mark, who have you gone for?
2: Um, you'll have to remind me.
1: <laughs> Mark, you've gone for Shea Given. Yeah. Steve Howie. Yeah. Um, Rob Lee, Andy Cole and for some godforsaken reason Peter Beardsley
2: yet again. Because Peter Beardsley is the best five-a-side player you'll ever see in your life. That's why. And can you imagine? Imagine in five-a-side the little one-twos and the and the little through balls that he would play to Andy Cole, and then the midfield link-up we'd he'd have with um, Rob Lee, and then he'd be chasing back and defending and nibbling at heels and pinching the ball off people. You'd you'd be sick of your life playing against Peter Beardsley in a five-a-side team. Mm,
1: you would. I just know what you would, but at the same time, I just can't get by his face. You, you know, you've
2: all done back this <laughs> year. You've all gone. You've gone <laughs> for Alan Shearer, but I playing back to goal and um, you know wrestling with people isn't really five a side. I've not gone for Alan Shearer. I know a man who has though, don't I, Adam?
0: Yes, you do.
1: What's your team?
0: I've gone for the. Why I imagine is the absolute lock that is Shea Given. Yeah. Um, We've not. He's not a hundred percent. Really?
1: No. Well, go. You, give me the rest of your team.
0: Um. Uh who did I go for in defend you're gonna have to remind me slightly. Uh, just my defender.
1: Philippe Albert.
0: Philippe Albert, thank you. And then I went also went for Rob Lee, uh David Genolo and Alan Shearer.
1: There you go. has uh, gone for uh well Emma's given us two teams. One of us is like a, a she's promising to do this with all of the teams we do for this. Is the, any player for that team connected with Portsmouth. So she's on Shaka Hislop. Um John Beresford, Lamana Lawalawa, uh Robert. It was Robert. Robert. Oh, Lauren Robert. Lauren, R- yeah. Lauren Robert. Uh, Andy Cole. Um, and the other one that didn't go for giving in goal was uh, listener um, at ARPM 57. He's gone for Cerny checking goal. Follow <laughs> him.
2: Hey. Yeah, Pavel would be a great. He'd just come out of goal all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, just quickly, before we go brush over Emma's team, when did Andy Cole play for Portsmouth? That's a good
1: point. Andy Cole. Right, let me check my message. I've written Cole. Right, okay, I'll just read the rest of (laughs) the other guys too. I've probably written it down wrong. Uh, He's gone for uh, Cernicek, Philippe Albert, um, Nobby Solano, Alan Shearer and Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan. Andy Cole, she wrote Kevin. She's written Andy Cole for a premiership team. I'm going to have to have a little Google here. Yeah, um, Kevin Nolan for a five-a-side.
0: What I will point out with Emma is that Emma's going to find that game very easy considering the period of time they had with Harry Redknapp as a manager.
2: Andy
1: Cole played for Portsmouth from 2006 to 2007. 18 appearances, three goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Every day's a school day. Yeah, there you go. Um, so general consensus seems to be that Albert uh, in defence and Shay given, but then we got sort of three four other players that are kind of tied aren't they so I see what you mean with Shearer you wouldn't want him you your five-a-side team would you
2: I wouldn't but then again nobody's going to listen to me about Peter Beardsley so <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do you know what? honestly I mean
1: I remember bits and bobs about Peter Beardsley like I said mainly his face Um, he was a good player when he got to Newcastle wasn't he was he starting to get over the hill a
2: little bit by then Oh come on! Don't you remember when Newcastle were the entertainers and Andy Cole scored all those goals and Beardsley was Beardsley was the orchestrator of everything that team did. Yeah. I
0: think we're, I think we're, I do think a little bit we're we're playing down Alan Shearer's ability here, though. He he wasn't Alan Shearer was not this one dimensional football player. He was, he had he, I I'm I don't want to say he had it all, but he'd be and a lot of to,
2: elbows at five. side wouldn't he? At Blackburn, he did, and then he got that bad injury just after he first went to Newcastle, which sort of blunted him a little bit. That was at Everton, wasn't it? It was, yeah. There you go. You fondly remember him for that. Yeah, he's nearly going to still somewhere in the centre circle. <laughs> Thomas
1: Graveson probably hit them. Uh, okay, so we're going to go give now, Bear in an in defence. Go on. Do you know what? You were persistent with him last week. I'm happy for you to have Beardsley again if you want. Get me. in. <laughs>
2: One that doesn't old. mean
0: you can keep picking him for every team, though.
2: Uh, well, we'll get round to Liverpool, and he'll be in
0: again. <laughs> he wasn't, he never play
2: for Liverpool He in the Premier League era. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, well, OK, I'll have to leave him out of that, then. We'll do the
1: Vancouver Whitecaps 11. He can be there. Deal. Um, Alan Shearer, have we got, I know what you mean about Alan Shearer, but it's his scoring record as well, isn't it?
0: Uh, you mean that as a positive, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, we could have uh, Peter Beardsley from Manchester City. Six games on loan in 1998.
2: <laughs> got to be the best qualification criteria, that.
1: <laughs> um, yes, he scored a lot of goals in this year. Do you reckon he score your goals at Five Side?
2: Probably. I'm willing to concede Alan Shearer if I can get my Peter Beardsley in there. Go on, then. So we've got
1: Beardsley and Shearer. So we've got one more space. So, Nomi Solano got three votes. Uh, Andy Cole's got three votes. David Gillen's got four. Anyone make a case for any of them? I mean, I picked Esprit, but you probably have Shearer where Esprit is. Yeah. Uh, so, what do we want from them then? Do you, are we going to go for Solano? Are we going to go for Andy Cole? Are we going to go for David Gillen? Or anyone make a case for anybody else?
2: You both went for Rob Lee, didn't you? Why have we gone for Rob Lee? Good solid all-round midfield player. You wouldn't, I wouldn't pick Esprit or Ginola to play in my midfield because you know they'd just be hanging on the wall all the time, just got the you know with leaning on the wall waiting to the ball for the ball to come to them. You want somebody with a bit of energy to, to fill the middle of the park in Fiverside. But this
1: is Newcastle's best ever Premier League team.
2: We're trying to sort of <laughs> get a little bit as well. If if you talk to any Geordie, right, yeah, they loved Esprit and they loved Ginola and those kind of players, but. If they picked their best 11 or whatever, they'd all pick Rob Lee.
1: Yeah, it's the
0: best team, Chris, not the best players.
1: I suppose so, because later on, when we do this, we're going to be drawing teams against each other. So we're going for Rob Lee. Uh, really? Rob Lee ahead of, of Fastina Esprit?
0: No, hold on, I think you're running out of players here. So we, we picked Beardsley. We We've picked got Shearer. Given
1: an Albert. So Ronald. That only leaves
0: you one more and I thought yeah. we I thought we picked Sunola because he got four votes. Did I miss that?
1: Well we did, but we're here talking and nobody else okay. is. So we can uh, we can shoehorn somebody else in if you want to. If you want to get suck. some Eurikit spire in you can. There's a he, reducer he, in midfield. He'd do a better job than Rob Lee, wouldn't he? Kets,
2: Ketsy? no. No? He just boot the shit out the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so are we we're we gonna go for Rob Lee, are we?
1: Yeah. Not Kevin Nolan?
0: No, definitely not Kevin Nolan.
1: No. Oh, well, thank you, Colin Render, as well. Colin Render sent us a team in, given Albert, Solano, Aspria, and Ferdinand. Ferdinand instead of Shearer? Definitely not. No?
0: That's, no. A wa- that's a more one-dimensional player than Alan Shearer. Is he? In my opinion.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. So, we've got a team, then, of um, Shay Given, Philippe Albert, Rob Lee, Alan Shearer and... Peter Beardsley, who could still yet make an appearance as well for Manchester City, ahead of mm-hmm. David Silva. <laughs> um,
0: I don't know about you guys. Do you have any more honourable mentions? It's just because that in, in our last few chats, the defenders haven't really got a lot of love. And um, in my sort of picking of the defensive players, I, or all of the players actually, I've gone with players who I think of when you mention their net. For, when you mention their name, for me, the qualification has to be that you sort of—I picture them in that shirt.
1: Well, the other players we got, like I said, we got uh, one vote each for check and Hislop. Um, Steve Howie, my, uh, John Beresford, um, Keith Gillespie, Bastien Spear, David Ginler, uh, Lamanna Loire He was always quite good, wasn't he?
0: Well, my—I was saying my pick would have been because it was pre-injury, but mm. also, I, but he—I didn't get picked because I don't think of him as a Newcastle United player in my head when I envision, but I would with Jonathan
1: Woodgate. i mm. I tell you what we could have had. We could have had Jonathan Woodgate, Lee Bowyer, Kieran Dyer, and who else likes to scrap up front? Shearer again. Well, Shearer once put Keith Glesby in hospital, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, they had a falling out on a boozy weekend in um, Dublin. And Keith Gillespie said step outside, so Shearer did and thumped him.
0: <laughs> Can they play against Roy Keane, this team?
1: Shearer didn't either. Did he? he got a snap from <laughs> Keane, didn't he? Uh, OK, so that's our team. Um, tweet at Mal on the post if you disagree or agree. Um, if they want to vehemently disagree with either of you guys, how do they get in touch with you? Adam, how do they get in touch with you on Twitter?
0: Uh, Adam sa 101
1: And Mark?
2: Uh, I am at the Football Pink.
1: Okay, any issue nines of the Football Pink left?
2: Yes, but not very many.
1: Not very many. Ah, If you live in and around a certain bookstore in London, can you go and buy one?
2: Yeah, you can. at Foils Foyles in London, and also the Backpage Shop in Newcastle. Okay.
1: Um, If you'd like to rate our reviewers in
2: any way whatsoever on iTunes,
1: that would be fantastic. Uh, The better the review, the higher the charts we get pushed. If you'd like to contribute to any articles as well, um, you can uh, send us an email. Send me an email to chris at maninthepost dot um, is the website as well. Should you wish to go on there and have a look, Adam, have you got any fancy footballs up there?
0: No, I need to do that. I've been I've been a bit lazy. I bank holiday weekend got out of hand.
1: So this was your what thing you can do every week, wasn't it? How many have you done so yeah, far? Yeah, but
0: then I got sick and I got and I had a birthday. I could do week four, and I've only missed one week, so I did two.
1: So what you, what what came first, the sickness or the birthday?
0: Uh, the birthday. <laughs> some, would say, some would say that the birthday contributed to the sickness.
1: And would they be right in that?
0: Well, I'm getting old now, Chris, so... <laughs> you
1: can draw I your had, own conclusion from I,
0: that. I, I, I had a late night and, 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 and one drink too many and it was... Oh. I felt show.
2: it... I, I felt too
0: germs in that drink? Yeah, I felt it for a week later. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, so you can always um, rate reviews like as I say, and leave us uh, some great reviews on there. Um, if you Like I say, if you've got any feedback as well on this Newcastle team, or we're going to pick a team for next week, haven't we? Yeah, get the hat out. Get my hat out. It was a fez last week. It's a bowler hat this week. Uh, I'm,
0: and I'm out of so many hats. i
1: I've got to try and figure out the names of another 18 hats when we do this. Right, let me rustle around. The sound of rustling noise. And we've got... West Bromwich, Albin. Oh, God. Christ. Yeah, that's happened at some point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, don't there'll be some worse than West Brom, though, to be fair.
1: You wait till we get Bournemouth. Actually, Bournemouth would be quite yeah. easy. Yeah. You wait till we get Watford or somebody, Leicester City.
0: Well, West Brom are probably the worst because of the the keep bouncing back.
1: In five they were first in, weren't they? That was when they stayed up. And then, have they been back once or twice since?
0: At least twice, I think. There you go. We've... We must be into their longest spell in the Premier League now.
1: I think we must be. I think they're going to be here for a little while, aren't they?
0: Wow! Well...
1: Don't worry. We've got a special guest coming on the week after that, which will make our team for the week after a whole lot easier. Because you're forcing it. Uh, well, I'm forcing it, but you'll see why when he comes on. Okay. Um... So yes, okay. Get your thinking caps on for your West Bromwich Albion all-time Premier League five-a-side team. Uh, and thank you ever so much for listening. And all it remains to be said is always keep your man on the post. Right. I'm now going to figure out. Off,
0: off the top of my head, all I can think of is Jonathan Greening, <laughs>
1: mm. Canu, Zoltan Gera. Zoltan Gera, there's a player. Um, Russell Holt in goal, the hot dog kid.
2: <sighs> Who is that? big lump of a centre half who played for them Darren Moore
1: <laughs> they got Darren Fletcher at the minute he might get in won't he, <laughs> he
0: played 12 games for them
2: <laughs> well that's what Peter Beardsley seems to do I we've can't. come to West Brom week I'm out <laughs>